hey, Broomheads, this is just a spoiler alert. Um, if anybody hasn't seen the 1951 Montgomery Clift uh, Elizabeth Taylor movie, A Place in the Sun, uh, you might want to skip the first uh, like five or so minutes of the episode because uh, Pat spoils it hard. All right, here's the episode. I don't like the song Kiss Me because I get grossed out every time they say Milky Twilight. <laughs> never thought about that really <laughs> no oh, i hate that milky twilight it's so milky who calls something milky in a good way milky is like gross right milky is gross it's gross whatever it takes that rage will get you through So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Shelly Winters. You remember me, Shelly Winters, the fantastic actress from, yeah. from many, many moons ago from such films as uh, Place in the Sun or The Poseidon Adventure, mm -hmm. Night of the Hunter. Most famously, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in my later years, I played Nana Mary on the Roseanne Barr Show. Shelly Winters! Did you watch the Roseanne Barr Show, Rachel? I did okay. not, no. because You never watched Roseanne Barr? Uh... Did we talk about this already? About how my mom didn't you were not like allowed Roseanne? to watch Roseanne. I was Barr. not allowed to Unbelievable. watch it. I was yeah. hilarious on that show as Nana Mary. Mm -hmm. I was I was on a number of episodes, uh, you know, seven or eight or nine or ten or eleven mm -hmm. or twelve, somewhere in that range. Shelley Winters, The Poseidon Adventure, Place in the Sun. I get killed in that movie so that my so Montgomery Clift he murders me. Spoiler alert: so that he can continue on his affair with Elizabeth Taylor. Ooh. What a movie. You never saw Place in the Sun, Rach? That's got to go on the list. I've never what seen a, it. I've never seen it. What a picture. What a picture this is. Side note, we have to cut this, but when we were talking about tasteless jokes earlier, yeah. I was like, yeah. that just reminded me of the tasteless joke that I made the other day where Jessica was talking about... Um, Colorado sports like uh, rock climbing and skiing and things like that. And I was like, oh, I'm more into like California sports. And I was like um, surfing and rollerblading and hang gliding and pushing Natalie Wood off a boat. Oh, hey, hey, oh, you get away with that with Jessica. Huh? I she know, lets I that know. slide. I was like, is that too dark? I'm not sure. You can leave that in the podcast. Come on. That's a fun one. <laughs> Shelly Winters here. I was friends with Natalie Wood. Mm -hmm. Recently, it was Christopher Walken's birthday. Mm -hmm. And somebody, and you know, everybody loves Christopher Walken, but somebody posted a picture of Christopher Walken and, and was like, just a reminder on Christopher Walken's birthday, he knows what happened in Natalie Wood. Like, he's the <laughs> only person who knows what really happened. So that's me, Shelley Winters. It's interesting you brought up a boat because he does. Uh, in A Place in the Sun, did I say that? He pushes me off a, a boat and no, kills me? No, I didn't know he that. He does. That's how he murders me. He pushes that me. is drown. so serendipitous. I did not know that. I drown in the water mm -hmm. so he can continue an affair with Elizabeth Taylor. It is a great movie. I've now spoiled it for anybody mm -hmm. who hasn't seen it, which is probably everybody. It's, it's me. Like from the it's definitely 40s me. So. The 50s. So mm -hmm. who's seeing A Place in the Sun? Montgomery Clift. Whew. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. I think we're going to have to put a disclaimer at the beginning of this that says, I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to record it at the end where I say, just so everybody knows, there's a spoiler alert right at the top for the 1950 whatever movie, A Place in the Sun. <laughs> so skip forward, my yeah, if you friends. you don't want to hear it, we'll put a timestamp on it if you want to skip the Place Sh in the Sun. Chilly winters. I am dead.
I am also dead in real life. Mm. I was a very good, great actor in a very funny presence on the Roseanne Barr show, which was called Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr? Roseanne Barr. Mm-hmm. How many Emmys did Roseanne Barr win? Uh, Roseanne Barr herself? The show. Roseanne Barr. Oh, the Roseanne Barr show won a, a number of Emmys. Mm-hmm. I believe Laurie Metcalf won at least two Emmys. Mm. I'm sure John Goodman won an Emmy or two. I think Sarah Gilbert won an Emmy for that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Roseanne herself won an acting Emmy, but the show definitely won at least one comedy of the year. Mm-hmm. You got to watch it. I know she's problematic now, but the original show, I think you'd, I think you'd have a good time with it. Very funny. Okay. Okay. My favorite TV show. Oh, um. Shelly Winters just left. It's Pat. Oh, I'm yeah, back. Yeah. Shelly Winters' favorite TV show, also the Roseanne Barr show. Oh, no. Shelly Winters' favorite TV show is Kojak. She loved Telly Savalas. She was like wanting to suck on that lollipop, but take it right out of Telly Savalas' mouth and put it right in her butt. <laughs> her moist butt. Moist butt, milky, milky, moist butt. <laughs> oh, how you doing, Rach? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, pal? I'm good. I got my first dose of the vaccine today. Woo! So I'm halfway to going to the movies. Yeah. Go into the movies and. Is that wait. what you're going to do every day? Just yeah. go to the movies? The Make movie theater the over year. here is not open, but I gotta no. go to I go to the Nighthawk Theater. Go into the movies and we're gonna get married. <laughs> I love. Are going you gonna to go to watch the wedding singer? <laughs> I love going to the pictures. You know, I love the moving pictures. You love a... the movies. Oh, I love the movies. At the movies with Siskel and Ebert and Pat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But we're not here. Oh, but you're good. Everything's good. I'm good. Yeah, all good over here. No monsters. I'm good. You leaving that place soon? When are you getting? When are you getting out of there? And next Thursday. A week from Thursday. Yeah. Taking my son to the Museum of Natural History on Thursday. Ooh, are you excited? <laughs> Certainly not. Taking yeah. a four-year-old to a museum—that's like a fucking nightmare. I'm not excited, but I'm gonna do it because yeah, I got to do stuff with them. You know. Yeah. Well, it's better than just staying home, right? Yes, it is better than just staying home. Took him to the zoo yesterday. Oh, you guys have all the activities planned. He's off this week. Took him to the zoo yesterday. Got a shot in my arm today. Tomorrow, I don't know. We'll see. And then Thursday, I'm going to take him to the museum. He's going to have fun. He loves dinosaurs. Today, he was talk, tell, uh, letting me know how sad he is that there aren't real dinosaurs that he can see. Mm. I have to, to agree. Said, it's, it's pretty sad, right? I, I, they'd eat you. Well, I guess so, yeah. I'm a Jurassic Park situation on your hands here. You just mm-hmm. want to, like, go see him at a park. Yeah, that's fine. I can't remember how he says Velociraptor, but it's funny. Your son? Yeah. He doesn't say Velociraptor. He says something funnier than that. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask him so that I have it for the show next week. Mm-hmm. Please do. Please do. Ah, but we're not here to talk about Velociraptors the way my son says them. Uh, not today. Museums. Or uh, or even the Roseanne Barr show. We are here to talk about a show, but it's Degrassi, the next generation. Specifically, Degrassi, the next generation, episode 715. 
the 133rd episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, but because of all the two-parters, which we're getting not very many of this season. No, it's a very slim pickings on the two-parters this season. And, you know, we complain about the number of two-parters they've had in the seasons, and I feel like that has uh, fucked us now. <laughs> Why so? Because there's Because so there's episodes. none. There's none. Right. They're just all one-parters. Because when one parters, I like the, the <laughs> like that. Any epi- every every single episode is just a one parter. You're right. It means we have to record more episodes of the podcast, which I know you hate doing. Yeah, it just means you know it's going to take us another forty years at this rate. <laughs> I, I thought we were like powering through, and I'm like, man, we're already up to season seven. We haven't even been doing this podcast for three years, and it's like, no, we're just we're fucked. <laughs> this is the as I said, the 133rd episode of Degressive Generation. There's like 365 episodes of this fucking thing. Yeah, we'll be doing this for a while. Do you think? Let's be honest. Do you think there's any truthful way? truthful way that's not the way to put it any world where you believe that we actually finish this i am someone who does not quit so (laughs) i do actually i do think that we finish this yeah i guess we'll see what happens it's gonna be a long road i can't predict if one of us is gonna die before that's what i'm saying that's like the one thing that could throw (laughs) so if i die you got to keep going you got to get a new co-host same i mean I'm going to certainly die before you. So, <laughs> so you got to keep going. You got to get, you're just going to go to that movie theater and the mm. theater is just going to collapse because you got to get like uh, Billy Keenly to do it with you. Mm-hmm, when we're mm-hmm, done. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't think 133rd episode. Yeah. He can watch it. He'll start it. He'll, he'll be good at it. He's great at talking, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think he would be a very good co-host on the Degrassi yes, podcast. Yes. 133rd episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. But because of all the two-parters, it's really the 107th episode. The name of the episode is Got My Mind Set On You. Got My Mind Set On You is a George Harrison song. We all know George, the cute one. <laughs> what is your favorite George Harrison song, Rach? <laughs> when I was a kid, I'm, I'm sure I probably talked about this before. My parents are big Beatles fans, so... Listened to a lot of the Beatles as a kid, especially my mom. Um, big Beatles fan. The lead singer uh, of the great band Mariah. Yes, yes, same one. Um, as a kid, I watched uh, The Yellow Submarine many, many times. And I always was like, oh, George is the weird one. Because <laughs> like, there's this whole... Many, many times. That was many, <laughs> many, many, many times. times. <laughs> I watched it many, many times. Donald Trump has also watched The Yellow Submarine many, many times. Um, he's yeah. done a yellow submarine which is peeing on somebody many, many or have being peed on he's gotten a yellow submarine yellow submarine oh which I don't know if this is what it is but it very well might be where you pee on your face you put like a, a saran wrap on your face and someone pees on it that feels like a yellow submarine <laughs> that feels he's like definitely a yellow had submarine. that he's definitely had that George is like has a weird psychedelic moment in that when they introduce his character and uh I thought it lasted like 15 minutes as a child. It felt so boring and long. Um, And now as an adult, I'm like, oh, George is the cool one. George is the best of the Beatles. He seems to be the one everybody, everybody likes now. Yeah. The cute one. The cute one. Um, Yeah. George Harrison's great. I don't know any other solo songs other than Got My Mind Set On You, but I do love that music video with all of the animals on the wall, all the taxidermy animals that are singing along with him. It's wonderful. 
it was i saw it a lot as a kid it did not scare the shit out of me which it probably should have but yeah. i loved it it's a great song i used mm -hmm. to love i had that on cassette cloud mm -hmm. nine on cassette it's a it's a great weird al song which one is the weird al one uh this song is just six words long this song is just six words long oh that's funny mm -hmm. yeah you'd know this song um <laughs> i really want to see you I really want to know you. You don't know that song? Mm. My sweet Lord. Ale, ale. That's a very popular classic the rock song. The album is called All Things Must Pass, right? All Things Must yeah. Pass. My Sweet Lord is the song. Yeah. I don't remember <clears throat> any of the other songs, so I just... Yeah. But you remember My Sweet Lord. No. I I mean, other than I Got My Mind... Or, no, sorry, no, 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 no. I Got My Mind got... Set on You is on Cloud Nine. Oh, okay, okay. All Things Must Pass. I can pass. picture the cover for All Things Must Pass. That's his, like, 70s album. That's, like, yeah. his classic. Yeah, I was With, more of a Wings fan, so. I, you fucking love Wings. I you love really do. Wings. You do love the cute one for real. That is yeah, true. Yeah, my mom was a big Paul McCartney fan. I actually I have really met Paul McCartney. It's the only Beatle that I've met, so. My sweet Lord, Hare Krishna. Oh, True. the Harry Krishnas. Yeah. I like My Sweet Lord. Mm -hmm. I don't really, you know, me and the Beatles. I yeah. Love to, I, I love to make fun of them. Mm -hmm. Here are a couple of songs that are better than every Beatles song. Are you ready? Well, we're not talking about Beatles, though. We're talking about one person in particular, George Harrison, who is dead. God rest his soul. I God love rest his soul. He seems like, seems like a great guy. You know, George Harrison is mm -hmm. the producer of Life of Brian and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yes, I did. Uh, know that. It might only be one of those movies. I think it's uh, Life of Brian. Did you like when I mansplained that to you? And you were like, I did know that. <laughs> <clears throat> it's I not did. mansplaining if it. I'm just pointing out a fact. You did know it. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not surprised. But I you're a man you know. and you're explaining things. So True. Mm hmm. Do you want me to tell you a couple of songs that are better than all the Beatles songs, though, just in, just for fun or no? Sure, why not? Um, it's been a while. That song is better than all. Um, I'm on the outside. That's what I meant to say. I wanted to do outside. <laughs> it's been a while is not better than every Beatles song, but I'm on the outside because inside you're ugly, ugly like me. Um, I've been listening to a lot of the Krista makes a podcast that you recommended, which has been very fun. And they are talking about a lot of songs from around that period of, uh, I'm on the outside. I'm on looking and how that was happening like simultaneously. And it's just very weird to think about corn. Yeah. Remember corn? Uh, I mean, there's uh, still uh, a band. Uh, 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 I like freak on a leash. I think that's a great song. Freak I on think, a leash is a great song. And I think got the life is a great song. Mm-hmm. I heard your, that recently and I did not skip it. I was like, this is actually a pretty great song. Is your favorite part in Got the Life when he says, A cheap fuck for me to lay. <laughs> I remember when I learned what Adidas stand for, stood for. <laughs> All day I dream about sex. Yeah. Oh boy, this is fun. Uh, yeah. Also better than any Beatles song is... Mm -hmm. um, it was good living with you. Oh, it was good. Oh, oh, oh. I, I do love better than Ezra. Can I tell you something? <laughs> yeah. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I am part, I belong to a, a record of the month club. It's called Vinyl Me Please. Mm -hmm. And they pick a 
you get like a random like album every month, but they're always like brand new pressings. Beautiful. They're great. Mm -hmm. They always come on like colored vinyl. It's always something great. And if you don't like it, you can swap it out for something else. So it's, I, I really enjoy it. It keeps me like happy. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, like their Twitter will be like, what is an album that you want vinyl me please to press as an essential? And every single time I say better than Ezra Deluxe and I'm dead fucking serious because that album rules so hard in the blood Rosalia. Oh, I in the blood. I I really like a little bit of better than Ezra. Not Those, like they're in, I, and they're not like my favorite band. I don't like no. their entire catalog, but there are a few songs and it's like more than like two that I love. I think that that album deluxe by better than Ezra is mm -hmm. top to top shelf mm -hmm. top to bottom. And I always say better than Ezra deluxe one day they're going to put that shit on vinyl and I'm going to be like looking around the house. Uh, so I yeah. love good. That's such a good song. It's better than every Beatles song. <laughs> Name a better Beatles song. Yesterday. No, not better. Not better than it. Hey, Jude. There, there was literally one song you could have said that I would have was going to, that I was going to go, you're right, but you didn't do it. And coincidentally, it's a George Harrison song. <laughs> Something. No, if you would have said happiness is a warm gun, I would have went, okay. Okay. You know, it's funny because not only is this episode named for a George Harrison song, but they actually reference the Beatles in it. I think that they the title do. has less to do with the episode, to be honest, than what the fact that it's referenced in the episode. Yeah. Mr. Fucking DeMonico. What's that guy's name? Dom Perignon is what we Dom called Perignon him. Dom Perignon is back and he's like chill and easy. <laughs> like, this guy's like, how is this guy still working at the school? I don't know. And like Derek hates him still, but also but like- but doesn't like he's not picking on him in the same way that he was the teach Tom Perignon was bullying him previously. And Snake ratted him out. Yeah. And now he's just covering Snake's class while Snake is home for sexual harassment. <laughs> I was like, why is why isn't Snake back at school? She admitted she lied about it, but I guess there's a lot of tension. That's Unions. the that's coming up though. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We got to talk about this. We got to talk about it. It's a Danny and Derek episode. It is for the first time ever. Is it? Yeah, I a guess it story. is. A story. A story for Danny and Derek. D&D. Got to do it. Double D, as they are known. The masters of lady love. <laughs> That's what they call themselves. I didn't. I'm not calling them that. <laughs> Derek There's really falls. I'm not going to have a lot to say about this episode. This was a very like. Yeah, this was it's a pretty a, good. It episode. was a weird episode. So Dom Perignon is covering for media immersion class and they need to make a how to video. And he's just like, OK, go like make make teams. I was so confused by a lot of like. The how to video and then like what they were doing and like Peter was like laughing at everything they were doing, but none of it was funny and none of the things they were shooting were actually like for the how to video. He you was can just tell like, that this was not written by Shelly Scarrow because oh, it is no not it is not of the quality we've come to expect of this TV show. Ten minutes in. Mm hmm. So they're doing a how, excuse me, I'm going back. So they're doing a how to video and they decide mm -hmm. they're going to make a how to video about how to pick up chicks. Mm -hmm. That's not my phrasing. 
And it wasn't really theirs either, but like that's kind of the vibe. Is yeah, what how to get like. girls, I think, was what they said. Yeah. But uh, you know that they were, yeah. that was a how to pick up chicks kind of a thing. Yeah. And Hot Peter's there because Darcy is reconnecting with her parents. So he needs someone to team up with to make for class, to make and a video. And he dares them or he's like oh and that's when danny and derek are like let's do how to pick up girls mm-hmm. and he's like you can't pick up girls i bet you a million dollars that neither one of you could pick up old rachel over there was that yeah name, right? rachel that was it name. was rachel yeah yeah it was me i was there i was on the yeah, show you were there so they go over to rachel and she's a little s- charmed by these two jabron jones yeah which i'm surprised by mm-hmm. and she agrees to <laughs> she be says on their you're team. both cute and i'm like really you, you really think these two guys are cute are you sure about this have you heard them talk yeah they're not well danny's cute derek is like derek's fine they're not like unattractive no but they're just you know macking it to the ladies but have no clue at the same time so no game no game that's that's the word i'm looking for no game um, so she agrees to be on their team mm-hmm. and they're going to make a video still, even with Rachel, they're going to mm-hmm. make a video about how to pick up chicks, Yes, which I keep saying it like that, but that's not how they say it, no, nor would can... it be how I would say it, but I'm saying it like that. <laughs> but you're acting like they would say it like that. And I think that that's not inaccurate. It feels like they would say something like pick up chicks. It does feel like they would say that. Hound down to babe town, you know? This this harkens back to the season six minis of uh, dating for dudes. Dating for dudes. Dating for dudes. <laughs> dating for dudes at the same time. <laughs> um, so... They, so then before I was like about 10 minutes into this episode. So about 10 minutes into this episode, they go to a lingerie store where they. Yeah. Like where, yeah. what? They're at the mall and they they go to a lingerie store and there is a fake British salesperson who is like, sure, you guys can film in here for like 20 minutes at the end of my shift tomorrow. Right. Except she's impossibly racist and says, but just <laughs> she, so you know, I'm going to be. Danny yeah. homeboy. Not yeah, she says I'm going to be watching your homeboy. Mm-hmm. So immediately I'm like this is interesting. So w- what's happening here? And this turns into an episode. I actually think a a, a well-handled episode about race mm-hmm. and the way uh black people are perceived by mm-hmm. uh some white people in power. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised by how effective I found it in the end. Um, yeah, I wasn't we'll expecting it to go that way because the beginning was so like convoluted and unnecessary. Not only was I not expecting it to go the way it did, I by t- by minute seventeen, I was questioning if it was even gonna pay- if they were even gonna pay it off. Yeah. I was like, are they even gonna like get to the fact that this woman is clearly a racist? And they did, thank God. Yeah. But I was yeah, like, it took them a long time to really kind of like nail that in or or bring that home like it was just kind of she calls danny homeboy and it's like that feels wrong but they don't make a big point out of it they kind of like let it slide but you can tell that danny thinks it's weird they they were very subtle about it i was surprised well they were subtle but she was also claiming like i'm going to be watching your homeboy to make sure he yeah. doesn't steal anything yeah which was like yeah i mean so yeah i meant it was subtle for the fact that like danny gives them a look like i think that he he kind of hears this and yes. reacts to it but there's no other mention for like another 10 minutes yeah. about anything and right. it's like 
is this going to go anywhere or what are they going to do? That's what I was wondering too. Yeah. So they uh, end up going to film a, oh, in the meantime, Rachel, Mm -hmm. who is the apple of Derek's eye at this point. Derek's Mm -hmm. really macking hard. Mm -hmm. Rachel isn't into it because Mm -hmm. Rachel's into Danny. Mm -hmm. Prior to this, Danny and Derek have decided we're never going to let a woman get in between us. No. You know, they promise this, but Mm -hmm. Danny is smitten by Rachel and, you know. Well, Derek tries to go after Rachel and she turns him down. And so then Derek is very like anti-Rachel all of a sudden is like, nope, don't want to deal with this woman at all. And Rachel then goes and asks Danny out. And then Danny can't tell Derek because he knows that he's already upset with Rachel. Right. Because they got to be bros first. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then Danny claims that, uh, no, sorry, not Danny. Derek claims that Danny stole her because that's how dating works you steal women from other people Uh, yeah they don't make choices on their own accord you steal them right derek finds out about danny and rachel and i can't even believe that you uh skirted over the most important part Mm -hmm. of danny uh showing up at school after he makes out with uh rachel Mm -hmm. which is oh his dicky (laughs) for his hickey <laughs> he shows up at school and Derek's like, nice turtleneck, bro. And he's like, it's a dicky. <laughs> like he's defensive. He's like, don't you know what a dicky is? And it's like, I I'll be honest with you. When I was in high school, I certainly did not know what a dicky was. <laughs> I did. I don't know why, but we used to make fun of them and I don't remember how that came up. Did people but... wear I've never seen a human in the world. I, it was wear it's a an dickie. old it's an old timey thing. I don't it's... know how we found out about the name of it and I think we just thought it was funny. Right. So which Derek happened, does allude so. to he's like I can't believe you just said the word dicky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he then pulls it off of him and he sees the hickey on his neck. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's like oh dicky for the hickey. Dicky. I couldn't believe he was wearing a dicky. And they like rather than just be well they could have just had him in a turtleneck, but they had they needed to do the bit where he pulls it off of him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it had to be a dicky. It had to be a dicky. Shelly Scarrow would have just had it be a fucking turtleneck and had him yeah. pull it down and see it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is when he's or now a mad. Scarf. Maybe he wore a scarf or something. Right. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Scarf would be good. No one owns a dicky. <laughs> How are you wearing I... that? I don't even like I, I still can't. I, I can't understand why they exist. Mm-mm. Like I don't know what they're for. Yeah, we're turtleneck because just wear a turtleneck. What's the point of having just the turtleneck part to put under a shirt? Wouldn't you just own a turtleneck? That's what I'm saying. Couldn't you just wear that. Maybe Tyrell could make us some deep dickies. <laughs> deep dickies. I'd buy one. <laughs> Tyrell, think about it. He's gonna have a fucking. He's gonna have a prototype up in five minutes. Yeah. It, as this episode will come out, and in ten minutes there will be a deep dicky on the Facebook page. <laughs> Tyrell is an animal; he's amazing. We say something, and literally before the day is done, he's designed. Something. He's an amazing human being. Mm-hmm. I can't even. I don't know he how is, he works. He is. I love it. So he takes the dicky off. He's mad, and, and yes, you're absolutely right. The way he frames it in, like you stole this this woman, but she wasn't into you. 
And this is where Dom Perignon comes back in to say, like, oh, have you heard of Yoko Ono ever? And they're like, what? Who? The Beatles never heard of them. They not only do they do like that, they don't know who the Beatles are, which I, I don't buy that. But also there's like these long pauses that are so awkward. And they're like, the Beatles? I don't know them. Like, I was like, oh, come on. Not you. only are there long pauses, but then they both say Beatles titles as lines. Oh, Dom Perignon oh, says, notice that. you need to come together right now. I didn't even notice that. And then Danny says, we can work it out. I didn't it's even fucking notice so, that. It's so cheesy. That is ridiculous. I, <laughs> God bless you. I didn't even notice it. Try to see it my way. Do you know that's actually one of my favorite Beatles songs? <laughs> is that better or worse than Stained? <laughs> uh, oh, no. Are you talking about Inside Your Ugly Ugly Like Me? That's better than every Beatles song. They had no E in their name. Stained da da. Puddle of mud da. Puddle of mud da. Why is there an extra D? That's their name. Puddle of mud I don't know why that's the thing that got me, but that got me. Puddle of mud da. Wes Scanlon. Do you remember? Um, he died, right? Uh, Godsmack. I think we've talked about Puddle of Mud and Wes yeah. Scanlon and whether or not he died. And I think we said he did die. And then we found out he did not die. Do we know? No, dr- the guy from Drowning Pool drowned in his own vomit. Right. That we've was had him. this. We're getting so long in the tooth on this podcast. We've definitely had this conversation. We've had the same conversation many times about these bands. We don't remember much of anything. Aaron Lewis was in Stained. Stained is just stated. Stained. Stained. But Sorry, puddle stained. of mud. That's only one puddle D. of mudda. But puddle of mudda. And you know what we were talking it's about? How corn had some mudda. good songs. Yeah. I would say that Limp Biscuit was god awful. Yeah, like a chump. Hey, I talked about listening to Nookie on the car. Let's go back though, because you did say, and we breezed right by it. Do I remember Godsmack? And the answer is yes, I do. I do remember Godsmack. <laughs> yeah, I just suddenly could picture the lead singer of that band. Sully wasn't his name like Sully. <laughs> Sully Sullenberger. No, it's not. <laughs> the guy who who made the plane not crash because of the birds that hit it? Chesley Sullenberger? <laughs> Sully Sullenberger was both like landed a plane on the Hudson and was the lead singer, and the lead singer of God. I think the lead singer of Godsmack is dead. Is he dead? I'm going to find out right well, now. Well, Lane Staley's dead from Alice in Chains. And I, Godsmack mm-hmm. were a very, like, Alice Sully in Chains. Sully Erna, that was so his So I was name. fucking right. His name was Sully, first his of all. His name was Sully. He's still alive. Yeah, he is. It's because they they always got God don't rest his soul because he's still alive. What was a bit the big Godsmack song? Um, it's been a while. <laughs> it's not It's been a while. I was like, it did not show up immediately. It's on a, been. This episode, we're we're going all, we're going all over the place. But what's the big Godsmack song? Because I want to fucking sing it so bad. And I think the um, broomheads want to hear me sing it. That's what that's what I know. It is. I do this too. This is for the heads. I stand alone. I stand alone. I stand alone. Won't let nobody hurt you. <laughs> Pretenders. 
don't recognize I don't that. There's know. a song called Crying Like a Bitch with a lot of exclamation points. Like a bitch. Hey, like a bitch. Hey. I think it was Voodoo. I'm not the one who's so far away when the feelings are bad into my veins. I'm not the one who's here again. And I don't remember why I came. Yeah. Dark. What was the name of the song that I then turned into I'll Stand By You by the Pretenders? I Stand Alone. I Stand Alone. Uh, yeah, Godsmack. Godsmack. Oh, man. So, uh, I feel like we were getting good about keeping all of our tangents at the front and the back of the episodes. <laughs> and now we're and like, then that now one just, was just like straight like, in the middle. <laughs> that's like it old school Yoko, deep. Yoko Ono set us off, I got to say. That was an old school deep move. Yeah, so they are now back to filming in the lingerie store at the mall. And British sales associate says they have 10 minutes to film, whereas the day before she said two hours. Well, maybe they'd been setting up for an hour and 50. Maybe. They got to put up all those lights and gels and get all their things Hot ready. Peter really struggles with a tripod. Oh, Hot Peter. <clears throat> Hunt Peter is like very secondary in this episode and not really necessary at all. But fine. I have to point out that so earlier in the episode, when da- Derek strikes out with Rachel, mm-hmm. Danny makes Hot Peter record it and they all laugh. Mm-hmm. Peter, Hot Peter laughs at everything these jabron bones do throughout the episode. So now they're recording this commercial and it's supposed to be like, what should you buy at the lingerie store for your, for a girl you want to impress? Mm -hmm. And Rachel's like, buy some tasteful lingerie or something. I don't fucking Mm -hmm. remember. And then Derek starts doing this bit about like, you should buy them crotchless panties because they don't have any heart or something. And all the while, this Mm -hmm. is the point I'm making. Hot Peter is laughing. Hot Peter thinks and th- this is so funny. Everything they're doing is so funny. Mm-hmm. And then when they get to all the footage, Hot Peter is like, this is the least funny thing I've ever seen. I'm like, dude, you've been laughing at everything they've done this whole time. <laughs> You're encouraging this. This is your fault. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway. All right. Sorry about that. tangent. So Derek is pissed. And so he wants to get revenge on Danny. I hate that they both have D names because I'm going it to is constantly hard. say the wrong one. And it's and they- like... I know who I'm talking about, but I I can't I can never get the two of them straight. And Rachel on the show does a bit about how she can't keep them straight either. Yeah. It should also be noted that when the saleswoman uh, is telling Danny that they mm-hmm. only have 10 minutes to film, she goes, excuse me, gangsta. She's so fucking racist. Like it's yeah. she's so racist. Yeah, and this British is when Danny's like, oh, yeah, this woman is a racist. Yeah. That's when it really, he, it hones in for him. But so he's off talking to Rachel while they're setting up and filming stuff. And what Derek does is he takes the crotchless panties and he sticks them in Danny's bag. I had to think about who I was saying. And I was like, it's Danny, not Derek. Um, His idea is that Rachel will find them later and be like, someone else put these in your bag. Wait a second, you're cheating on me. I don't like you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or you're trying to give these to me, which I don't want, and it feels inappropriate. What actually happens is that the salesperson is going to check their bags because she's racist. You people is what she calls them. Yes, she does. 
she's going to check their bags because she's assuming that they steal something. And Danny did not steal it, but because Derek put it in his bag, it looks like he stole it. So he runs and has Rachel run with him. And then Rachel's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why did you run? We shouldn't have run. You didn't do anything wrong. And then he's like, well, everyone's going to always see me this way. And she's like, don't play the race card, which was also like, ooh, not good. <laughs> but like, yeah, but I think it's truly how yeah. people react to things like that. And yeah. they need to learn that that because he says he's like, I'm a black kid. Like, yeah. It, I don't get a defense like no. uh, it's going to be I stole this and who knows what this could ruin my life. And I actually think it's pretty I do think it's done really well in the sense that like these mm-hmm. two characters who who have genuine affection for him, Derek and Rachel, mm-hmm. they just don't fucking get it because they don't they don't have to think like that, especially Derek. Derek does it thinking, like you said, that he says it too, mm-hmm. that it's a joke about he's trying to like break up him and the girl, mm-hmm. not even thinking, mm-hmm. oh shit. Like he didn't even register the woman's racist comments no, as even he like missed being that entirely. racist. So whereas, that's the point. Rachel seems to be coming at it from a slightly different perspective and she's more like, well, we shouldn't have run though. Like that wasn't the right thing to do. She was like, cause he was like, do you think she even says like, why would you steal that? Mm -hmm. She's like, he's like, I didn't. And she says, well, guilty people don't runners. I don't know if that's the phrase she uses, but that's what she's meaning. And that's when he's like, dude, it doesn't matter if I'm innocent or guilty because they see me, uh, this racist woman had saw me, pegged me for this the moment she met me. There was mm-hmm. no turning back. Yeah. It's heavy. It's heavy and it's, it's fucking important. And I thought yeah. they, yeah. Yeah. So Danny, so after Danny and Rachel have this conversation, he goes over to the dot where Derek and Hot Peter have gone. Yeah. And, and that's Derek when that's when Hot totally Peter's like, oblivious. none of this is funny because mm-hmm. none of this, all the shit he's been laughing at for 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So they're at the dot and that's when Danny explains that he just had to run away from the store because of the crotchless panties that Derek, <laughs> I have to keep saying crotchless panties because it's very funny to me. Um, that Derek had put in his bag and explaining Derek is so oblivious. He has no idea. He has no idea that Fucking he didn't, dudes, he didn't notice the homeboy. He didn't notice the gangster. He didn't notice. He wasn't there for the, you people like the, he didn't notice the casual racism of this woman yeah. at all. Um, and how that affected Danny's experience of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And what then Derek fucked over Danny so badly by, throwing the shit in his bag, mm-hmm. this woman checking his bag, that thing didn't have a tag on it. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have caught a security system if he had left the store. Yeah, she checked his bag because he was a black kid, 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Derek is suddenly like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like yeah. he, it like, it didn't even register with him before this. Totally. Yeah, he, he was completely oblivious to it. Yeah, these experiences are, are important to learn. And, it, and he... He he gets it here. I mean, I think it's a thing. It's it's an ex- a great example of any kind of privilege, and the whole point of privilege being that if you haven't had to experience these things, you don't necessarily know that they're a problem. Perfect. Yep, that's right. That's absolutely and, it. 
And they do a great job of showing that Derek had no clue that this was an issue. Mm -hmm. And because Derek wouldn't have had to deal with the same thing going through this. And that woman at the the fake British woman was so nice to him. Totally. Totally. So they go to Dom Perignon's class. Yeah. And Johnny DeMarco has made a how-to on separating recycling. I love Johnny DeMarco. (laughs) I had to say, Johnny DeMarco was a very close second for MVP in this episode. (laughs) Where I almost, I was almost like, I might pick him because he's, I'm warming up to him. I never thought it. I never thought it, but I'm warming up to Johnny DeMarco. And that's how separating the recycling can save the world. Hooray. Or something like that. Like, he just, like, it's so funny. And then, so then they go, Dom Perignon, who's just like cool as a cucumber now. He's John, still- Dom Perignon, who calls the group of Hot Peter, Derek, Danny, and Rachel group fuzzhead. Which I'm pretty sure is racist. It's very racist. He's Matty O from the from the future, I'm telling you, with this puka shell necklace he's got. Well, I mean, Matty O was not that shitty. Dom no, Perignon no, Matty O wasn't, wasn't necessarily a racist. I mean, we don't know. He might have been. Mm. Um, so he True. asks them to do their presentation, and they say they don't have one. But Danny, sorry, Derek, D&D, mm-hmm. man, God, it's hard. D&D, double D. Double D, got to do it. Derek has made a presentation about how... Uh, you can like screw over your best friend or something. How to screw over your best yeah, friend. Yeah, I called it how to lose a friend in 10 days. <laughs> yeah. So basically he shows the footage of Derek getting denied from Rachel and then him putting, and then the commercial they were shooting about pans mm-hmm. and then putting the crotchless peas in, in Danny's bag. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the last thing I wrote down was wake up and smell the bigotry. Yes. Wake up. and Who said that? Da- Derek? I think Danny said it to Derek. To Derek. Yeah. Wake up and smell the bigotry. So they start to bend the fences. I was a little bit. De- Derek was being very incelly. Yeah. Early in the episode. Derek was being a real incelly about like Rachel turned him down and then he was hating on her so bad and wanted to like ruin her life. And I was just like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can chill, bud. So do I want to even open this can of worms about incels? Let's let's do it and then we can decide later. Oh, I don't I'm not saying we need to cut it. I just don't have So incels. Mm-hmm. I know what they are. I'm watching the QAnon documentary on HBO and uh, it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys was an incel, but then he got laid and he was fine. Not fine, but he better? Better. Yeah. He becomes better. Um incels want to fuck mm-hmm. but know that or at least believe in their heads that no woman wants to fuck them mm-hmm. so then they just decide to live a life of not fucking and just hating women mm-hmm. rather that's what they, they that's the blame deal. they blame the women for their problems mm-hmm. right it's their fault that they don't want it's the women's fault the patriarchy is still very much in existence. So it's the because they don't like nerdy guys or something. Yeah, like not every they'd rather woman fuck is a big muscle fuck you, guy. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So they want to fuck a big muscle guy, not me. That's why they're so mad. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to turn an incel down. I'm just going to throw it out there. Like, well, once an incel like becomes decides I'm an incel. Mm-hmm. 
there's no hope, right? Because then they're not even trying. Is that the thing? They yeah. just stop trying? I don't know. I don't know the specifics. It's an interesting phenomenon, I do think. I don't know if they stop trying or if they just like keep trying, but also continuously blame women for everything that's wrong in their lives. Yeah. That's generally the takeaway that I have. From the incels. Yeah, from the incels. Mm -hmm. As a single woman. <laughs> I am causing all of your problems. Sure. Yeah, well, you should want to <laughs> fuck them, Rach. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You should be desirous. Dude, the that. way that Derek treats uh, Rachel, you know, my namesake in this episode is just real shitty. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's terrible. But so he does this project. They get a C on it. Mm -hmm. Better than an F, I presume. Mm -hmm. And then the fences seem to start to mend a little bit between Danny and Derek. He punches him in the arm in a, in a playful way. Mm -hmm. But he's like, dude, you got to fucking realize that like life is different for me. Even though you see me as an equal and a peer because we're friends, it, it, life is different for me. And I have yeah. I can't just go through the world the same way you do. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's about understanding and empathy in the whole deal. It's pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Is it time for the B story? Emma, what is wrong with you? Emmeline. <laughs> Emma's Emma bummed. and Damien. Yeah, Emma's bummed because Snake can't come to school and everybody's talking about Snake. And oh, she's, she's treated about like Snake. a prisoner. Sorry, it's no. I'm with you. I, I I get that it's hard the situation that it, she's in, but also it's not that hard. She's not the one who was accused of something. She's not the one who's dealing with like her livelihood being at stake. She just has to deal with the fact that like her friend can't come over for dinner. Yeah, because he's not allowed allowed to be around students. Which, yeah. like, for somebody like Snake, who's like a good teacher and stuff, yeah. and like cares about these kids, it must be a real bummer. And to like have your whole life thrown into this, like, I do feel for him. I do too. I do too. So yeah, that's basically what happens. And Damien is Damien and Emma are so, sort of starting to become a thing. Yeah, and the only other thing that happens is Dave Eggers. Yeah, the great Dave Eggers. <laughs> Remember when, like, I mean, I definitely went through a Dave Eggers oh, phase. Right, yeah. When a heartbreaking work of staggering genius came out, I worked in a Barnes and Noble. Uh huh. And it was like all the rage. And like mm -hmm. everybody was just like fucking over the moon about it. Me too, including myself. I don't know if I ever actually read that one, but mm -hmm. I definitely read other Dave Eggers books. Did something bad come out about him? No, right? He's still fine, right? He's fine. I, I think he's. I mean, fine. I haven't. I haven't heard anything. I'm. I haven't actively looked though either. He's just like another white guy. Like yeah, yeah. That book is great. That well, I haven't read it since it came out. I've read mm -hmm. it when it came out and all the hoopla. His meteoric rise is. I I quote closely tie it to David Foster Wallace, who bad things have come out about, but he's also dead, so he can't defend. Did himself. bad things come out about him, or is he just like a person that bad people like? No, he was a wife beater, Ooh. but he is someone that good people like, or at least people who are cool like. <laughs> yeah, but also like a lot, but he's become one of those people. Who I fucking like, loved Infinite Jest. I am. A no, tool, I know, but, but he's you know. definitely become one of those authors who people are like, if white dudes tell you they like. David yeah, you got to be a little bit worried. It's a different thing in 2006 than 2021. 
I would say. Yeah. I don't think Dave Eggers no. is like that, though. Dave I think Eggers, Dave Eggers just kind of fell off the face of uh, anyone caring about him, particularly. I think he still writes. Though. I think he still has books. No, no, no. He on. does. I just don't think that he has mm. the name recognition that he had. And yeah, it's hard to like keep that up when you're like a wonderkind. Yeah. Which he was. Yeah. So Damien is showing some kind of interest in Emma. He lends her his favorite author's book, which is a Dave Eggers book. A heartbreaking work of staggering Jesus. The first one. The first book. You say Jesus? I meant genius, but I did say Jesus. Yes. (laughs) It came out as Jesus. I stumbled over the word. Thank you for pointing Mm, it out. A heartbreaking work of staggering Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) That would be a very different book. (laughs) Um, this is apparently for Emma, the first guy with a favorite author that she's ever possibly dated. Yeah. Yeah. It's Spinner. Um, well, she didn't date Spinner. No. She's going to marry him. She's going to marry him eventually. She can't have Manny over. They're having late night phone calls. Uh, they decide to meet at a dog park and she has adopted a dog off of Craigslist. This like, like just kind of ramps up very, very quickly. It also needs to be pointed out that both Damien and Emma remark about how like tranquil and soothing the dog park is all the while dogs are barking and being like insane and you're hearing it. Yeah. And I was like, is that supposed to be funny? Like, are we supposed to be like, cause I don't, I think couldn't so. figure it out. Yeah. But I was like, you do realize you've both said this is like a quiet, what a quiet, beautiful place as we're hearing dogs barking. Mm hmm. Maybe they were supposed to think these two dumb dumb. So at this point, Emma has been given a book by this guy and it's his favorite author's book. And she has had one late night phone call with him. They've kissed too, right? Well, they kiss in the dog park, don't they? I think they kiss in the dog park. I can't remember when they kiss, but they do kiss. And this means that Emma then has adopted a dog off of Craigslist, free to a good home named it Rufus Eggers and has determined that it is their dog, not her dog, her and Damien's dog. This is yeah. like some deep end. I, I was like, what? This doesn't sound it doesn't, like Emma. It didn't make any sense no. to me. It's, it's not real. It's dumb. No, it seemed really So she's dumb. so upset because she can't see anybody that she like. Yeah. Is married to Damien now? Like, yeah, and what? then and then the union rep is over, and she throws like a huge hissy fit, and she's like, "I'm trying and failing to have a normal life." I felt like this was a little bit. This little felt bit like much. a bit of a reach. So, Damien, she's like, "Oh my god, I moved too fast," and he was like, "Yeah, like NASCAR." Good, good line. <laughs> and then, uh, but then in the end, he gives him, he gives her his copy of What Is the What, which is the next Dave Eggers book, which I also did have and liked quite a bit mm-hmm. in the day. It was a hardcover book, mm-hmm. like a textbook kind of a deal. So he's still into her. He's just like put pump the brakes, mm-hmm. and she knows immediately that she's like gone a little loco. Yeah. Well, she said she said she was out of her mind. Right. Like those were her words. So. I don't think that she was, I, I mean, we're not going to call her crazy, but that's, those were the words that she put it. I'm out of my head. <laughs> oh, hurry. Or I may be dead. That's Rocky Heart Picture Show. Yeah. We got, got my mind I... set on you is because it's not in my own head. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that's it. It's pretty much it. That B story left a lot to be desired. It felt very, 
like phony or something. Yeah, I it, it wasn't buying that Emma was like losing her mind like this. And her throwing a temper tantrum in front of the union rep as a senior in high school just felt not like Emma. It did not. I would agree. I would agree. I Emma does get a little selfish. Yes, often. And <laughs> and here I think that's happening. But also I get that she's upset and going through things, but I just don't think that her uh, reaction to that would be to like try to make a house and home with mm-hmm. a person she barely knows. Yeah. She doesn't seem that like delusional. No. And then when he says it, she immediately is like, this was stupid. Mm-hmm. But they're keeping the dog. Snake likes it. Snake has become BFFs with Rufus Eggers. Also, the idea of naming a dog Eggers is just. I don't like it. It's a stupid name, Eggers. Mm -hmm. Rufus is a great name. Well, I think the dog came with the name Rufus. That was what I was Mm -hmm. getting. And then she changed it to Eggers. Mm -hmm. Rufus! Bill and Ted. So that's it, really. That's all I got. Yep. That's the whole thing. It's the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, Piers Morgan called me today. He's not coming mm. on the show today. That sounds like him to just not appear. Yeah, at the last he was minute. like, you know what? He was like, there wasn't enough liars. So he's like, there weren't any women who were law. Men cannot be liars. He has this thing about how men mm-hmm. can't be liars. What about Rachel? Did you not think Rachel was a liar? Was it too male heavy of an episode? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he really watched the episode this week. Mm. I think he had a lot of stuff going on and he was he didn't watch the episode. Gotcha. And rather than get called out for it, he was going to come on and be like, I think Manny is on the biggest liar. But she wasn't even in the episode. She was in it for like two seconds. So, yeah. So <laughs> I think he didn't watch the episode and he got he was like, I don't want to come back this week. So he will definitely be back. Piers Morgan next week. OK. With his uh, new segment. Piers Morgan's uh, Liar's Corner, okay. where he picks the biggest liar in the episode of Degrassi, the next generation. Gotcha, gotcha. Just kidding, I'm here. <laughs> I've got a liar for you, Emma. <laughs> Piers, why do you think Emma? Because she's a liar. <laughs> That's it. He's gone. Rach, one to ten. How much does this episode go there? Three? For the racism. Yeah, I thought they did the ra- handled that in interestingly mm-hmm. and pretty well. It wasn't the it I- wasn't they they purposefully did not make a big deal out of it. Yeah. So that's why it's a three, not like a ten, you know. I think it's it's a very important to 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 show. So you got a guy like Derek. Mm-hmm who isn't an, a racist person. He's not like an outwardly racist person. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, obviously, certainly doesn't see himself that way. But we talk, especially, like, it's so prevalent right now, too. That's why it was, like, so interesting to watch this episode, like, how important this whole topic is right now. This is the definition of systemic racism. Mm-hmm. Systemic mm-hmm. racism that even if you don't see yourself as a certain way, there are things that you miss or that you fucking choose to miss, quite mm-hmm. frankly, because you don't have to how, deal with it. Well, how you could go to this place and have this woman be like, I'm going to make sure I keep an eye on your homeboy. And for that not to register, that's that's what that is. That's mm-hmm. systemic racism. That's it's not affecting me. I don't fucking need to know about it. Mm-hmm. So 
this is f- 15 years ago. I mean, it's been around forever. Mm-hmm. And we're sort of like dealing with it as a nation now. Mm-hmm. We should have been dealing with it so long ago. But this is what that is. This is what what this episode is showing. And I thought that was pretty powerful Yeah, in its own way. So I like this episode. I think, it's they, a, I think they did it in a really understated way, but a good understated way, if that makes sense. I do too. I do too. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought this was good. I, I'll say a five. Mm-hmm. It does. The thing is, is like it goes there, but like you said, in a sort of understated way, but it's dealing with very heavy and very important yes. things. Yeah, it's it's heavy. It's just so not treated as such that that's why I gave it a lower score. It's treated. I, I don't think it's not treated as not heavy. I think it is treated as heavy, but it's not soap opera. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're not making it be like. Bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. Because that's not how it happens, right? Mm-hmm. That's it happens pretty just matter of factly. And that's the fucking problem. Yep. You know, that's what's so, so fucked up about it. So this was a good episode. Who out of all of these people did you think was the most valuable Degrassian in this episode? I'm going to say Danny Van Zant. Yeah. I also Liberty's s- brother, Danny. I also said Danny. Johnny DeMarco was a close second, though. Yeah, he was pretty funny. Yeah, Danny had Dan- dealt with a lot of shit. Danny was kind of shitty at points in this episode, too, so that I was kind of not so sure that I wanted to go with him at first, but by the end, I was like, yeah, it's definitely Danny, hands down. Yeah, it's hard to argue. Like, his the when he has the conversation with Derek in the dot, and also with Rachel after they leave, and she's like, well, you know, why did you run if you didn't do anything? And he's like, I... Fu- that... I thought he was really good there. Mm-hmm. And that is like really powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. I like Danny. I like Danny. Yeah, I like Danny too. Derek, I, I'm not Derek's, so sure about. <laughs> yeah, Derek's kind of like a dick, but then like in the end, I sort of liked him at the end. Yeah. I appreciated Danny and Derek. I appreciated that he, um, I feel like he co- was completely oblivious, but at least he was very uh, empathetic. Yeah, he was open to like admit, like, realizing he was wrong yes you know yeah which which is does not happen often on degrassi yeah he did not get like super defensive and like oh i didn't know i didn't know he was more i mean i think he did do that a little bit but Mm -hmm. he definitely sort of uh came around pretty good stuff though yeah so that's our episode Um, i like this episode we have someone to welcome into the room oh oh wait no that's piers morgan (laughs) i can't remember who's who Marco's dad. Ah, uh, Marco! Oh my goodness, oh, we're in the room here in the Patreon the room where you come and you have a have a fun time and we dance and we sing and we sing and we dance. So this is someone that you and we eat prosciutto. <laughs> of course, you eat prosciutto. Um, this is someone that you mentioned earlier. I think I know who it is. It's... I'm excited to enter. Have him enter the room. Are you gonna Are you gonna eat spaghetti together? Oh, I'm going to have so much spaghetti. We're going to wear all of my new Dot Marie Jones t-shirts with him in the room. It is... Tyrell. Tyrell, oh, get on into the room. We're so happy to have you. You do so much for the podcast. It is great to have you here. Finally, we have to say welcome to the room. We will have a garlic bread. You dip the garlic bread in the gravy. It is the most delicious thing. Oh. It is so, so simple. It is a so simple, but it is a so 
some some I want some garlic bread and gravy oh, right now. This is so good. I you want did it. it right I there. want it. <laughs> it is the little things in the world that make you so happy. Could you send it, it over you. here? Oh, Marco's dad. To you. Oh, I will send it right over. My my name is a Mr. Del Rossi. <laughs> Mr. Del Rossi and Tyrell. Eat the garlic bread in the room with the suck on the door. <laughs> Can we have garlic knots instead of garlic bread? No. <laughs> Garlic knots instead of garlic bread. That's crazy. Oh, I love a good garlic knot. I like garlic knots too, but they never are crisp. They're, they're delicious. They're I not love them, crispy. But garlic bread is always so crispy. Yeah. <laughs> so th- welcome to the room. We're so happy to have you come into the Patreon and come into the room and eat the garlic bread with me. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here. Everybody gets to eat a one piece of garlic bread with a Mr. Del Rossi for $5 a month. <laughs> Canadian $7, apparently. Loonies. Oh, Tyrell, right? Yes, Coming from uh, seven loonies. Canada. There's How many a second, loonies this is the second uh, Canadian loonies uh, patron. Oh, and thank you for the loonies, guys. Yeah, thank you for the loonies. Seven <sighs> loonies. That's a racket. I mean, I guess I'm not really sure what the exchange rate is. So yeah, I was gonna say I don't know that it's really. I was like, did you do you know that for sure? Um, yeah. So you, how many euros is it? <laughs> Three point four. Um, so you can find us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/deep if you would like to join us in the room with Marco's dad, Mr. Del Rossi, have, and you can have some garlic bread. With you can have some dad. garlic bread with them and some gravy and. You know what we mean by gravy, right? Red sauce. Yeah, exactly. Not like yeah. not like gravy. No, 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 no. Not no, like turkey gravy, gravy for Thanksgiving. No, 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 no. Gravy. No. We call it the red sauce of the gravy. Anyone that who's watched The say. Sopranos, any mm-hmm. other Italian-American stereotypes on television, you should know what gravy is. The things that are going to come back and haunt me when I run for Senate. <laughs> I'm going to fix that car. Hey, Tony. Hey, you got to come <laughs> over here, Tony. I'm going to get over here, get you some meatballs. You put a three meatballs in the glove compartment, you're going to be good to go. Hey. When does the glove compartment ever fix the car? Hey, you put three meatballs in there, you throw some gravy on top of it, you're going to fix the car, no problems. It's going to smell so good. Get over here, Tony. Oh, man, now I really want some Italian food. So you can find us on Patreon. Italian food is the best. Oh, it's... oh. Pizza Man. That's what the Pizza Man oh, is there for. Derek does Pizza Man in this episode. Does he? Yeah. When he tells, he's talking about getting Danny in trouble. He's like, Mwah. it's like he's like, I'm gonna put these <laughs> panties in the thing and. Mwah. Oh, Derek. He knows we didn't even Pizza talk Man. About that. He knows Pizza Man. Um, you can find us on Instagram at SparkleSpaz28. You can find us on Facebook at Dean Podcast and join the Facebook group, the Dope Monkeys and the Broomheads. I've been I haven't been so active on the Facebook group these last couple of weeks because it's been very busy around the house. But mm-hmm. I love getting in there. I'm about mm-hmm. to get back into it once mm-hmm. this kid goes back to school next week. Yeah. And uh, you can send us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com. Every episode ver at gmail.com. Gotta do it. Do it, do it, do it. I think that's it from us. Peace oh, out. That's it. I think that's all we got. Bye. Bye.